It is Tuesday, October 25th, 2022. This is another edition of Baseball Today, presented to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. That is Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well. All right, Ploofy, what are you doing with your time in between games? They all ended on Sunday. We don't get going till Friday. I got some housekeeping to do. Uh, Olivia knew that I had some time off. She's like, I got a list. I'm like, what kind of oh, list you got? Like, I'm thinking no. maybe this is a list that I might like. Turns out it's just like a honeydew list. Uh, so yeah. I got some things to do. I am, Chris, taking advantage. I will be playing some golf. Uh-huh. which is nice for me. Uh, but really, I'm just prepping for the World Series. I'm going out to uh, New York on Thursday, and we got a lot of work to do uh, on the weekend. I think a lot of our brethren at John Boy Media thought those games would be played in New York this weekend. Mm-mm-mm. They will be played in New York on TV screens at bars. <laughs> now, that was funny. Yeah, baby. That was funny. That was some funny stuff. All right, we're going to get to matchups, I think, a little bit. You know, we're going to break down the games a little bit later on Thursday and Friday's shows. We're not going to have a show on Wednesday. We're taking a day off. We're going to do some over the weekend, so don't worry. A lot of baseball today coming your way. But let's get focused on some bigger end topics, if you will. Um, This is the Astros' third World Series appearance since winning it all in 2017. The second one since the cheating allegations became public. How important is it for Houston to get what I would call a clean title? I've been going back and forth on this one because not only is it, I think, important for them to get another one for that reason. Uh, you know, we 2017 is always going to be tainted in people's eyes, uh, just as, you know, the Dodgers get made fun of for winning the 2020 shortened season World Series. I think it's important for the Houston Astros, more so on the lines of, they want this to be considered a dynasty. And I'm, I've been struggling with like the term dynasty and how I want to interpret it because I kind of have them in that regard already to be able to go to this many CSs in a row. And then you're saying this is their fourth uh, trip to the World Series, I believe, uh, in, in the last six years. That's mm-hmm. dynasty material, but most dynasties get more than one championship. Correct. So I think for them to truly, truly be called a dynasty – they're going to need to win another championship, not even for a clean one. I understand the reason why they'd want that and why some people, you know, talk about that. But for me, it's more about you got to win at least two. And I'm not saying this is their last opportunity to do that. Like this mm, no. sure seems like this team's going to be around for quite some time. Um, but I think winning that second and then maybe the third title will really cement their legacy in Major League Baseball history. And I think this group wants that to be done. I think that's all fair. And you're right about a dynasty. You can't have a run like this, have one title and have it be considered a dynasty. It can be considered great. What the Braves did in the 90s, unbelievable. People call but that a dynasty, be... don't they? Mm, mm. I, I mean, I don't. I, I guess don't. I don't either. Yeah. Um, so you're right about that part. I think the second part you hit on is, is more critical here. I've asked this question an awful lot. How often do you think those guys that won their ring in 2017 wear it out publicly? I don't know. I mean, would you would you want to wear it out if you were a Houston Astro then? Because then it could be a conversation starter. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You were part. Oh, you were a part of the 2017 Astros. Like I don't. I'd wear it. Th- I'd wear it. Would you really? Yeah. 
Well, because um, I remember Joe Musgrove at the beginning of these playoffs, he said he did. You know, he looks at his ring and he's like, "I'm not necessarily." Pr-. He's like, "I want to win a ring because I really want to feel like I want a ring." And let's remember, he was a pitcher, a bullpen guy, and a young dude. You know, and he wasn't obviously part of this controversy. In fact, people don't even remember he was a part of that team for the most part. Um, but I, I think for guys like Bregman and Altuve, you know, guys that were there uh, throughout this whole thing, heck, even Verlander and McCullers, who didn't, you know, statistically benefit from it, they benefited because they were part of the team. But you know what I'm saying? Like, they weren't yes. a decision maker on this this, this whole cheating scandal. Um, I think they needed for that. Because it, I think they would wear their 2022 rings proudly. I don't know if they can do that right now. That's interesting. I think even besides, like we keep going back to this cheating scandal that happened five years ago, and it's a big deal. And I, I get why people talk about it. I mean, look, it affected my career in some regard. It affected a lot of mm-hmm. people's career in some regard. I mean, I went into Houston twice that year in 2017 with two different teams. Um so I get it, man. Like I, I understand why people are upset about it. I also think just for Houston in general, I mean, they were they're so good this year and they really have no weaknesses. Like this is the time to go get one. So I feel like if they uh-huh. don't win the world series this year, it's going to be disappointing on many fronts. You know, we're talking about a few, but I think just having this type of team that, you know, you're the better team on paper. You know, you're one of, if not the best teams on paper this year and to be this close and not win one, that's, that's tough. It makes you think every single year when you get into playoffs, it's like, dude, like it really is a crapshoot. So I think for them mentally, it's for a lot of different reasons. Obviously they want to win the world series. Um, but going back to the original question about like a dynasty and everything like that, uh, I do believe for them to truly be considered a dynasty, they have to win another one. Okay. Let's move to the Philadelphia side of things. And besides Bryce Harper, which Phillies player has the most to individually gain with a World Series victory? I don't even really know that. I mean, everybody, dude, like re-cementing himself as like a fan favorite and a guy that's, you know, been through thick and thin with the Phillies. That's huge. I think Alec Bohm could benefit a ton by this, you know, going through the playoffs. Like this is going to help his career immensely, understanding how to play in pressure situations, especially in the biggest dance of them all. Uh, I think it's awesome for Schwarber. You know, he goes and gets one with the Cubs and now he changes franchise. Now he's become this guy. He's a winning player. Put Schwarber on your team, and he's going to have that winning mentality and and be great around the clubhouse. Like it means a lot for everybody. How about Rob Thompson? How about Rob mm. Thompson? He's been a part of he's been a part of different championships before with the Yankees organization. But you know, to put his stamp, like this is his team now, man. He took this team from where they were at in whatever June, and now they're in the World Series. If he wins one, I mean, that is excellent for him. So I think. There's so many people this benefits, especially even the city of Philadelphia, man. They're firing on all cylinders right now with their football team and now the baseball team in the World Series. I think, I mean, dude, a World Series helps everybody uh, in that clubhouse and around the city. Yeah, I would narrow it down to three guys. I think Reese is one because he's kind of been the face. I mean, I know that Bryce Harper is the dude, but Hoskins was there beforehand, finished fourth in rookie of the year voting in 2017, and he's basically been a 30-homer guy. We've seen the emotion with which he plays. So you're right. Drafted in 2014, um, continued a nice little legacy. This would up him several rungs on the ladder. Castellanos is another one. 
terrible first year of a hundred million dollar contract. He said at the beginning of the playoffs, man, I can wipe clean what I didn't do this year. So, you know, we'll see. He's got a shot. But to me, I think if you're just talking about a financial side of things, it's Aaron Nola. He had a little bit of rocky time a couple of years ago, but he's, he's bounced back nicely. Two of his three starts have been excellent so far this year. Hasn't given up an earned run. Uh, if he does the same against, you know, the best team left, he's going to cash in. He's probably going to cash in regardless. But, yeah. you know, cherry on top if he performs great in one or two starts here in the World Series. So but here, here, Here's the thing. He's got team option. He's still there. There is a team option left? 23 team option. Okay. He's still going to help himself. So there you go. Let me see what it's worth. Probably like million dollar team option. That thing is picked up already. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Rose tired last night. Misread. Today's edition of Baseball Today presented to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. If you want to get the best seats in the biz, go download the SeatGeek app on your phone right now. In fact, we want to save you 10% on your order by using the code word JOMBOYPLAYOFFS. That's all caps, all one word. You'll save that 10% whether you are a first-time buyer or not. So repeat customer, you get to dive into this equation as well. So you can buy your World Series tickets in Houston or Philly, NFL, college football, NBA, NHL, concert goer, whatever it is. And SeatGeek does a great thing. I was actually on the app last night because I'm looking for Cavs tickets when they're coming to L.A. at the beginning of November. They rate every ticket on a scale of 0 to 10 to make sure you're getting the best deal possible. Plus, they'll color code it. Green is good. Red, no good. So once again, that is 10% off your offer. Download the SeatGeek app, John Boy Playoffs. Save 10% whether you're a rookie buyer or a veteran. Go do it today. And also, don't forget to get in your SeatGeek question of the World Series. If we pick your question and use it on Friday's show when we preview it on Baseball Today, you are going to get a $1,000 credit on SeatGeek app. That is a good deal. Follow our social media channels for more details on that. But we want somebody out there getting this. Thank you very much. We continue on here on uh, baseball today. And I got to find my questions here. A little bit all over the place today. I apologize. Oh, yeah, this was an interesting one. According to Mark Feinstein at MLB.com, Mookie Betts would move to second base full time if the Dodgers go all in on Aaron Judge. Does this make sense from a Dodgers angle and from an Aaron Judge angle and a Mookie Betts one? I mean, I guess it makes sense. I mean, if you get Aaron Judge and your team, you do whatever it takes to make him comfortable and put him in, in, in right field. And that means moving Mookie Betts somewhere. Do you move Mookie Betts to left field? Do you put him at second base and move Lux to third? And now Justin Turner's, what's, what are you going to do with him? I think there's a lot of, different puzzle pieces off we'll to figure out where they fit, but Mookie was drafted as a second baseman. You know, you always see him out there pregame taking ground balls. It's, it's, I mean, it's a different move going back than just taking some ground balls. He's played a few games there. I don't think he's so uncomfortable, but there's a little bit different, you know, way of things when you're playing there every single day. I don't think Mookie, I think Mookie can handle the change. It's interesting to think about it. I know there can be a lot of money coming off the books for the Dodgers. So people thinking uh-huh. they're going to have to like go crazy, you know, beyond the, the luxury tax threshold is it's not true because they can get rid of some money. 
uh, I guess this is all up to Aaron Judge, man. Like, does he want to be a Yankee forever? Does he value playing in California near his home? The Giants are a team that's really in on him too. Um, we've heard that for quite some time now, so we'll see what kind of offer they make. Um, but if he wants to perennially be in the playoffs and have a chance at a World Series title, I mean, LA is a great fit for him. I mean, it's it's a it's a place where he can go, and he won't have to worry about the New York media and like being perfect all the time. LA media just doesn't cover the Dodgers the same way that New York media no does. Way. Like they're going to celebrate this guy at all times. Like he's going to be the star that he is. So I think it can make sense for him. 100%. The Dodgers roster construction will figure that out. Like I said, there's multiple lanes they could do putting Mookie at second base. Isn't the worst thing in the world. I don't know if I would necessarily do that if I was them. Um, but this is a massive decision for him. And I really do think that Aaron's going to go get wine and dined by a bunch of teams. I don't think it's going to be three teams. I think it's going to be like seven teams. And they're going to wow. pull out all the stops for this guy. And he's really going to have a difficult decision to make. Some of his quotes, he's like, I'm a free agent now. Like he's, he's going to test the market. He's going to see what's out there. I don't think the Yankees like have like, the upper hand by a wide margin at all. Maybe they have it by the slightest of margins because he's there and he's comfortable, but it would not shock me at all if he left New York and went somewhere else. Like I, I, well, I kind of see that happening, dude. LA would be perfect for him. Perfect. Could you imagine a two, three, four of judge Freeman bets? I mean, bets, sorry. One, two, three of bets, judge Freeman. That would be incredible. That would be incredible to watch a lot of fun. Uh, roster construction would be the most interesting thing for me. I think the Dodgers need help in starting pitching. Kershaw is a free agent. Who knows if he wants to continue playing and all that sort of stuff. Keeney's a free agent who did some nice things for them. Tyler Anderson's a free agent who did nice things for him. Walker Bueller won't be available next year. Dustin May will be back in the fold. But that's but yeah, there's a lot of moving here. Plus the shortstop situations up in the air. And I think they're frustrated that they haven't that they've been in the playoffs ten straight years but they've only been to the world series a couple of times and only won one in a shortened season. So I think they're frustrated by that and they might be willing to go $35 million a year, whatever it's going to take to bring Aaron judge out there. And you're right about the way he would be treated. Um, I'm not blaming Yankee fans because this is what separates them from most fans. They expect perfection. They expect greatness. And even if you hit 62 during the regular season, if you go five for 36 in the playoffs, we're going to boo your ass. That won't happen in L.A. They love their stars. They coddle their stars. They will bend over backwards for their stars. They'll make sure that there's green M&Ms in your trailer with room temperature water for their stars. They won't tell you to go get your own food. If he wants that. And by the way, if there's a choice between the Giants and Dodgers for him, there is no choice if the money's comparable. Yeah, it depends. I think he grew up. That's at a hundred miles from there, like kind of closer to that area. I don't know how much that means. A lot of people that I talk to don't necessarily want to play uh, near their hometown. Right. And when they do end up doing it, they kind of regret it just because of the, you know, it just becomes a distraction at yeah. some point. Speaking of the giants, their former world series winning manager is on the move. He is back in the big leagues as Bruce Bochy inks a three-year deal to take over the Texas Rangers, really, Boach. 
And probably the last thing I, I, I'd just like to say, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be here if I didn't want to help bring a championship here to Texas. And I know we have some work to do, but I can tell you I'm all in, all in on this. Okay, I get it from the Rangers' standpoint. Why is Bruce Bochy doing this, do you think? He's in life for a man. Like, that's what you see around the game sometimes is guys that are just – they've been in the game. How long has Bruce Bochy been in baseball? Oh, my God. 50 for, years? 40 uh, years? Yeah, basically. Yeah, 50 years. It be, it's his life, dude. And, and that's awesome. You know, like, if you get home, he's been out of the game for, what, three years now? You get home and it's like, dude, I, I, I'm missing that part of my life. That's a big piece of who you are that's missing. And yeah, mm-hmm. you can do some special assistant stuff or you can, you know, find some role in these organizations. You can be an analyst. You can be a talking head like you and I are. But some of these guys, especially if they've had that tenure that he's had as a manager, like you kind of miss that. You miss the clubhouse. You miss, uh, you know, you know, directing traffic a little bit, if you will. So Sometimes you need to go take a break, re-energize yourself, and then see if you can get back in the game. He has some quotes about, you know, it has to be the right situation. I think he has a relationship with Chris Young a little bit there. Uh-huh. It's managed him. The, one thing that I'm thinking about, I think they have the resources there. And they're going to, it seems like ownership is really willing to go after, like, becoming a, a powerhouse team. But they're not there yet. Like, when when – when Buck came to the Mets, like they were already like a lot of things were already set into motion and there's already a lot of players there. I know Simeon and Seager just signed massive deals there, but they got a lot of work to do with the Rangers. And I just don't think that he's like when they're bringing these older managers, Dusty Baker, that team was already in place. Uh, Buck Short, the team was already in place. Rob Thompson, the team was already in place. Like, I don't know what he's going to do here. With the Rangers. I don't see well, a path to a World Series title next year. I don't see a path to a World Series title the following year. So it's like, how long is this really going to be? He's said, I want to bring, I'm dedicated to bring a world championship. I mean, I don't know, man. It seems like that's kind well, of a, a fool's errand right now in that organization. I don't get it. I understand the lifer side of this, but I, I mean, a guy who's going to end up in Cooperstown needs to, I mean, I know he's only, he's 67. So Maybe he's like, well, if I don't do it now, when am I going to do it? But let's remember, at the end of his terms, it sounded like he had some health issues. I hope that he's good enough to do this physically. And all I think about is, like, we see him from 7 to 10 every day, managing in the dugout. What you don't see is him getting into Seattle at 3.30 in the morning. Like, that wears on you. That is, it's hard enough when you're a ball player. When you're almost a 70-year-old man, you really want to go be doing that to go get your ass kicked? Come on. It's interesting, though, because, you know, when you think about, like, where he's at in his life, I'm sure, like, his his children are older. And, right. You know, like, he has time. And, and, and being at the field that long, like, some people enjoy that. That is what makes them tick. That's what makes them get up, you know. I understand all that. For the day. It, you can get it, bored at home, bro. You really can. I, I get it. And you want to remain active. It's important as you get older physically and certainly emotionally to want to do that. I'm just saying this doesn't feel like it. They lost 35 one run games last season. And maybe Bruce Bochy can make a difference here in some of those games, but certainly not enough to, I mean, look, the Astros are the best team in the AL. The Mariners are on the up and up. 
I don't know about the Angels. And the A's are doing whatever the A's are doing. But, man, it sure doesn't feel like the Rangers are close to anything. I w- I'm rooting for them. I love Bochi. I'm a huge fan. I'm happy he's back in the game because, as Theo asked yesterday on the AMP portion of the program, are you excited because now you can do your Bochi? Yep. <laughs> yep. For me, that's a win. But I, I, I just hope he's happy. That's all I care about. And healthy. That's it. Uh, today's edition of Baseball Today presented to you by Muggsy Jeans, the most damn comfortable jeans around. I want you to go to Muggsy.com, use the code word baseball for 10% off and free shipping. I'm talking about, I'm wearing my Muggsy jeans today. It's actually chilly out in Vegas. It's like mid 40s. So I'm wearing my charcoal grays. And then I brought another pair, my regular just blue. Mm. They have an array of colors. So whatever you want to do, if you're looking for a specific pair of Muggsy jeans, they got them. Now, we're obviously getting close to November. The weather's about to turn uh, in the Northeast and the Midwest. Don't worry. They have new line of jeans with fleece and flannel literally stitched inside the entire leg. So you got your jeans and you got your extra warm jeans. Now, you've heard me talk about these, you know, stretchy fabric. You still have got that working. So whether you're at your ideal weight or you got a few extra pounds on you, you still can look and feel great. That is the important thing. No matter what size we are, we all deserve to look and feel our best. And so Muggsy Jeans certainly helps you out. Go to Muggsy.com. Use the code word baseball. 10% off and free shipping. Comfortable jeans ever worn. They will keep you warm during the winter. I'm telling you, this is the way to go. Go help yourself out. Muggsy Jeans. I need some of those fleece ones, bro. I know. Those are really interesting. Those are interesting. I mean, you know what? We have a few cold days out in California. I wouldn't mind getting myself a pair of fleece jeans. Could work. All right. One of the fun things that happens when your team gets to a World Series or a Super Bowl or whatever, all the local news stations start hopping on. Like, they pay attention during the year. But when you make it to the World Series, this is a big, big deal. So in Philadelphia, there was this person doing traffic. And she nailed her report by putting in, sprinkling in baseball terms and Phillies names. I want you to give a listen to this and we'll see whether thumbs up or thumbs down. Well, you know, it's been a bit of a rough morning out there. Not the worst commute ever, but not a grand slam either. Things are looking Sosa out there. Let's take a look right now at the Pennsylvania Turnpike. For the most part, drivers kind of Rollins right along without much of an issue. But we do have a crash on the eastbound Pennsylvania Turnpike between Willow Grove and Ben Salem. That's going to steal at least one lane from us. 95 right around the Commodore Berry Bridge. We were following an earlier disabled vehicle. Not an 18-wheeler, but it was a pickup truck. It's since been cleared out of the way. Last but not least, we're going to take a look at 76 right around City Avenue. Certainly getting a little bit more volume out there, especially on the westbound side, but no delays <gasps> just yet. Let's strike those cameras. Take a look at the ballpark. Woo. Not to harper on this, Lucy and Aaron, but on mornings <laughs> like this, you want to be extra careful of these wet roads as you leave home. No need to burrow through any traffic lights. Just obey the stop signs. Be careful and stay <laughs> safe. Back to you guys. Sheila? 14 baseball terms or names in there. What do you think? I love that she got Pat the Bat in there, too. I don't, that's nice that right there. Okay. No, that was awesome. I, I used to talk about this all the time. You know, you watch like a like a football game and on one of the local networks, like you're saying. And then if you leave that game on after, 
like yeah the news will come on and you hear them talk about sports it's really funny because they're not oh it's hilarious but they're just reading what's whatever's in front of them so i always used to get a kick out of that i would leave it on on purpose and let me listen to these guys talk about sports um but that was great and you know i like wordplay I like it, so I'm I'm all in on this. Um, I'm trying to think of some names she didn't use. Led Zeppelin, which we've been doing a lot. She could have, you know, made a reference mm-hmm. there. Um, mm. Who else? Yeah, Zeth- that's true. Like, if you're cranking up any Led Zeppelin in the car ride on the way, that would have been good. Yeah. I liked her her stop sign. That was good. That's good. Um, you could have said something you know, like not- the the roads are fold. Sam fold is the GM. Ooh, okay. I love yeah. you, Sam. You know what? That's an under. We haven't even talked about that yet. My guy Sam leading the charge we'll there, you. man. I'm very excited we'll about that. Yeah, I thought she did a great job. And you're right about the whole local thing. Uh, the one local market I worked in was in Reno, Nevada, from '95 to '96. I love that about it. You. Was an adventure. Well, it was like minor. It was like being in the minor leagues. Like you could fuck up as much as you want, and nobody gave a shit. So, <laughs> I, I've got a great quick story about Reno. So I had a one-year deal plus a team option, essentially. And um, the GM didn't like me for something I said in, a, in an all-company meeting. We were changing insurance carriers. They weren't going to cover the birth control pill anymore. I turned to one of my friends. It was a woman. I said, that's bullshit. The GM looked at me and he said, when was the last time you had to worry about being pregnant? I said, well, I'm actually worried about my coworkers. It's a 24-year-old kid. I got called in the news director's office. He said, do you like being here? And I said, of course I do. He goes, well, I'd go apologize your ass up to Ralph right now. You don't embarrass him like that. I said, okay, no problem. Probably spoke out of turn, but that's what I felt in my heart. I apologized to him. They didn't pick up my contract. I ended up getting a job at CNN at 25 years old. I walked into their office. I said, I'm giving you my two weeks. They're like, oh, okay, where are you going? They were expecting like Boise, Idaho or something. I said, CNN, I'll see you later. Peace. Oh, I'm sorry I hurt your feelings, boss man. Get out of here with that. Ralph Tadre. Hey, Ralph. Good to see you, brother. Biggest little city. Yeah. All right, that's enough. Uh, Met Michelle in Reno. By the way, met Michelle in Reno, Nevada. Great stop on the tour. Golly, you're so lucky. I know, man. All right, listen, don't forget to get your Seat Geek question of the World Series in. We'll uh, have the winner on Friday. You'll get a $1,000 credit to use on the Seat Geek app. We are not here tomorrow. We're taking a day off. We'll be back on Thursday for our one of a kind producer, Dan Rourke, with the amazing Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. Bye, Ralph Cadre. We'll see you Thursday on Baseball Today.